Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Today is the first Sunday of Advent in the Christian calendar. Many people speak about Christmas, which is the commercial festival and shopping holiday surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. The season of Advent both look back, looks backward to the first coming of Jesus when he lived in Palestine and was crucified and raised to life again. It also looks forward to the promised second coming of Jesus, the so-called end of history, when Jesus will come again as Lord and as judge. I want to speak to you today about Advent from the words recorded by Luke, first spoken by the prophet Isaiah and cited here in reference to the ministry of John the Baptist. This summarizes the nature and message of the ministry of John, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight and the rough ways smooth and all people will see God's salvation. Then as now, the message of Advent is of a voice crying in the wilderness, hardly heard above the din. It is drowned out by all the other things that we want to focus on and give priority to. It is a message to prepare in the wilderness and make straight in the desert a highway for the Lord. Wilderness speaks about an inhospitable and an unpromising space. It speaks about forging a pathway in the context of chaos and confusion, of struggle and hardship, of difficulty and danger, of risk and sacrifice, where the options are not promising and not straightforward because, because they are between the bad and worse rather than between the better and the best, where hope yet unborn has died, and when it is difficult not to give way to despair. This is the context in which we are hearing the message of Advent today, choices that are being made and options that are being exercised appear to deepen the problems rather than find solutions for the problems. The ways to live for more and more people in misery seem easier than anything else. Those with power and those who do evil and use violence and are arrogant and proud are doing very well. As the psalmist says, they are not in trouble like other men are. And on the other hand, those who suffer are made to suffer even more. We are in the midst of a global pandemic. 
that is very if that is a very efficient spreader of illnesses and that has brought death in huge numbers black people are five times more likely to die from corona and brown people are six times more likely to die from corona as are white people the problem with that is that these are the same people that are at the bottom of the economic totem pole these are the same people that live in vulnerable housing and suffer disproportionately from natural disasters such as floods and hurricanes. These are the people who earn knockdown wages and cannot work from home or have the space to socially distant. These are the people whose children lack the gadget and the internet connection to benefit from virtual platforms and education and are falling further and further behind. It is a world so so obviously torn by inequality and misery that the message of Advent comes to. Both John and Isaiah repeat the words, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low, and the crooked roads shall become straight and the rough ways smooth so that all people will see the salvation of God. When I was growing up, they used to speak about utopia. The idea was of the emergence of an ideal environment after a period of conflict and struggle. The world appears to have abandoned the prospects of utopia and we can only speak of dystopia as if we are listening to the counsel of despair. Advent is about restoring the promise of salvation so that all people will see God's salvation. Reading both the account in Isaiah and in Luke's gospel together on which the theme of Advent is based, here are two things about Advent. The first is that Advent is about a person, the person of the coming king, the new leader. When John came baptizing in the Jordan River, he attracted enormous following. This forced the leadership of the religious establishment of his day to inquire if John was the promised Messiah. In response to which John said, there is coming after me one who is mightier than I am, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. I baptize with water, but he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He went on to say ominous words, the ox is laid at the root and his winnowing fork is in his hand. From John's word, we learn two things about the person of the one who comes at Advent. We learn that he's an enabler. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit enables by identifying and designating people who are nobodies become somebody because of the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit equips us and qualifies us and anoints us for the task and responsibility to which God calls us. The Holy Spirit gifts us and empowers us and the Holy Spirit gives us the authority to carry out our task and fulfill our mission. It is important to know that the coming of Jesus is a time when God's Spirit is freely and generally and generously bestowed on God's people, including those thought to be the scum of the earth and the wretched of the soil. They become sons and daughters of the King of Kings, heirs and joint heirs with Christ. The other thing that the Holy Spirit does is to bring people together. The Holy Spirit is a great uniter, breaking down barriers, building bridges, and deepening bonds between and among classes and races and differences so that we can hear each other speak in our own patois. Jesus is coming again and the outcome will be to enable and empower and to unite people together. If that were all, Advent would be exciting but not adequate to change the world and give new hope. But John tells us something else about the person comes at Advent. Secondly, at Advent, he calls us to account. And not only us, but the powers and things as they are. This is an idea that leaves too many of us disappointed with the passage of history. We want to know when are the powers going to have their comeuppance? Are they going to get away? or get away with only a slap on the wrist. Long ago, we used to sing a song about jalik them with the most dangerous diseases. When is it going to happen to them? When are they going to pay for their wrongs? John uses two images, imageries to describe this person who comes at Advent. He speaks about the axe being laid at the root. This is, of course, drawing upon the judgment of the Babylonian emperor Nebuchadnezzar at the height of his power, when he was cut down and made to eat grass like an ox. John means to tell us that in Jesus at his coming, principalities and powers, the wheels within the wheels, the glue that holds things together will meet their match. The infrastructure of power and the institutions of evil will unravel and will be undone. But it also speaks about a winnowing fork in his hand. This is the image of the threshing floor at harvest time, the process by which wheat is separated from chaff and flour is milled. Not all the forces of evil and wrong are self-evident and easily and readily identified. Some are disguised. We may know the face of evil, but not its enablers. There are often, they are often a mixed multitude, but the day of judgment is a day of harvest. As the battle hymn of the Republic puts it, he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. 
He's sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. The wolves in sheep clothing will be revealed. And so also the fifth columnist and the slick but insincere. At Advent, it's a time to celebrate someone that can be trusted. Someone worthy of the office and someone able to deliver. The man of the spirit and the one who does not look with favor upon iniquity. His name is Jesus. John not only tells us who to look for, he tells us how to prepare for Advent. In a word, he calls for repentance and confession. Advent is therefore a new beginning. Happily, the narrative provides us with examples of what repentance and confession look like. This is the conversation between John and others about preparing the way of the Lord. Listen, what should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors, um, even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? And he replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. John wants us to repair our heart and change how we live. This is the big difference between merely celebrating Advents, merely celebrating Christmas and preparing for Advent. For Christmas, you fix up your house with painting and decorating. For Advent, you cleanse your heart and break up your fallow ground. John says, share your clothes and food with the person who has none. We have to make a space for them by caring and sharing. He, he says we must treat people fairly, don't overcharge them. In other words, we have to make a space for conscience once again in our world. He told the, the soldiers, do not extort money and accuse people falsely. In other words, do not abuse your power. Do not abuse your office or violate your positions of trust. Make space for goodness. In other words, we have to increase accountability and build a culture of trust and self-regulation. And finally, John says, be content with your pay. He's asking those who have the power to extract more and more from the system, to put limits on themselves for the sake of others. Would that some amongst us who live high off the hog and who have been rewarded over and over again, that they would learn to satisfy. In John's view, this is how to prepare the way of the Lord, to begin to adjust our approach and our attitude, to live in a world of caring and sharing, a world of fairness and conscience, a world of self-regulation and accountability. And a world of contentment. 
This is how to create a new beginning. In this way, every valley will be exalted. Every mountain and hill will be made low. The crooked ways straightened and the rough places smooth. And all people will see together the salvation of God. Amen.